0: Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Wednesday podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. I am your host, Mr. Reesius, and with me, back from the dead, not from the dead, but he might as well have been dead to us because he was gone, Jeez. Franklin the Turtle.
1: What would a turtle even say? I don't even know. Hey, everybody. He would, <laughs> say, would say, "Yeah, turtle." I don't, I never actually watched Franklin, so I'm not sure.
0: He was a nice he turtle.
1: He was. He was educated and smart. And
0: so he funny. Could probably read. He was probably a better reader than you. He was Usually. just a kid, though. Yeah, that's true. It was uh, my uh, my best friend in high school had the nickname Franklin the turtle, and I didn't get it. And then he <laughs> pulled up a picture, and he, he looked exactly
1: like. Did he? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like like the... when
0: he turned his head in Ouch. profile, I was like, ah. So I'll never forget that. It was really funny.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: So anyway, uh, everybody, thank you so much for joining us again. We are, are still internet free here <laughs> in at frontline gaming. I'm going to try and look at it in a positive light, but um, no video cast. Hopefully it's who knows with, uh, with the, 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 coronavirus scare going on right now. Um, if that's going to delay things or not, I, I don't yeah. know, but uh, it sounds like maybe in April we'll be able to do the live show again.
1: Hopefully my, uh, it was funny seeing one of those comments on your Facebook was, oh, no, now Frontline's not going to get internet until next year. I was, <laughs> I was like, like, that is too real, bro. Dang. I didn't He's even like, think about it. like,
0: sorry. That. Darn. So, yeah. I, who knows, right? Yeah. But hope, hopefully, hopefully soon we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll actually join the rest of the modern world. And if
1: not, we're making it work.
0: So. We're making do with our phones. It's just really annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah, we want to do the live show again. We just, we We cannot. I know it's funny. People were like, "Hey, while well, we're all kind of like stuck, or many of us are stuck at home, you should stream." You should stream. I was like, "Yeah, that'd be a great idea if we could."
1: <laughs> I wonder what a stream on. Uh, our you can phone do it on your phone like.
0: on Facebook. You can do Facebook Live. It's pretty. It's, choppy, a, it's not great, but it's not yeah. bad. I just, um, yeah, yeah it is wonder, what it is. Be good. So uh, let's, let's jump in and talk about you know um, what's going on and. Try and hopefully, you know, put some smiles on some faces, bring some levity to this serious times that we're in right now. Um, but this week's pre-order is the new Sisters of Battle, or I should say not new, but the remaining Sisters of Battle units from They're the not new Codex.
1: they Sisters of Battle, Reese. They're Adeptus Sororitas. Sororitas. Jeez, get it right. Oh my goodness. Old timer. Whatever, dude.
0: I don't care. Sisters of Battle. Uh, the models are absolutely technically
1: st- <laughs> they st- stunning. They look beautiful.
0: The, the vehicles are weird i think if you just like i wouldn't include the the battle stained glass no. window
1: like this is a vehicle that you would see in like age of sigmar or something like he's it's, towing a
0: space baby behind him
1: it's weird it, <laughs> it's got flames on it the like. flames
0: i can live with but the stained glass the targeting stained glass window yeah on the know. emulator and then the i don't get it the exorcist like like i've always <laughs> said i would just stick on a whirlwind turret onto yeah. it
1: <laughs> the exorcist is just so i mean it's it's technically a beautiful model. Like, it looks really cool, but it's just, I don't know. I, it's weird. Yeah. I, technically, it looks great, but. It's weird. It just, yeah, it's weird. I it's weird, but the whatever. The that shoots missiles at you.
0: I mean, the but, whole idea of the army is a bit odd.
1: I guess 40K in general. Like, you can't judge too much. That yeah. Their spaceships have cathedrals on them and stuff, so. It's a
0: part of the aesthetic, yeah. and it just, it's taken to an extreme with sisters and like, Dark Angels have a jet that has, like, a church on it. Like, like what is this? This doesn't make any sense, but whatever.
1: Hey, if I'm going to go to church, I want it to be on a jet. I'll i tell you what. I would
0: be more likely be to, to go more frequently. That
1: would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> jet, church. TM, <laughs> <No. laughs> <GM>. trademarked. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh,
0: but um, the, the the Seraphim and Zephyrim are, oh,
1: incredible. are yeah.
0: incredible. I really do like the move to this kind of, like, curved flying stand that we're seeing uh across all games of workshop games yeah i think it looks really cool it's very dynamic instead of the kind of like stick up your butt or foot that yeah. was in <laughs> a lot of the previous
1: ones yeah it's interesting that they didn't change like a lot of the things that were on the old sisters of battle models they didn't change like the backpacks of the seraphim are pretty much the same immolator they look cool. pretty much look the same i don't like, think
0: they really needed to they, change it personally they of
1: course made it more visually appealing but um they they kind of left it the same. They just brought it up to uh, what they've been doing with the most of their models and well, adding the, more detail and such.
0: The aesthetics are the same, but the di- the poses are way more dynamic. Like the old yeah. seraphim, we're all doing like this kind of like spread eagle, like
1: great, very two dimensional. Yeah, really like how is, how are you flying like that? <laughs> like these, rocket man.
0: <laughs> these look a lot more dynamic. And then of course, as anybody who has played against sisters or with them, they're really very strong. Yeah. And the Zephyrim are a very, very good melee unit. Yep. Um, and we'll talk about that more later, but Frankie just played a league game against sisters yesterday. Yep. Um, and we'll talk about that in, in the tactics section. Ooh. But if you want to pick up any of these very cool new models, you can do so, of course, from us at frontline gaming. Uh, we offer discounted prices and free shipping options within the continental United States. And for those of you who are in, you know, self-imposed quarantine, social distancing or, um, uh, or mandated, this is a great time to do some modeling, get some hobby done. Yep. Trying to look. Always glass half full here at Frontline Gaming.
1: There's some great memes though. It's like. Quarantine started. Gonna paint all my models. End of quarantine. Didn't paint any models. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I have some bugs
0: on my desk that I'm gonna put together uh, probably tonight. I'm gonna work on that. Yeah, Frankie and I actually have a league game we're gonna play tonight. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and then on the topic of leagues, not to hammer the point too much, uh, but on the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network, where there's some awesome content. Def- definitely check it out. Chapter Tactics uh, went up last night and. Pablo, myself, Keith, Barry, and Ascari went into a great amount of detail about starting a league because, you know, it, where we're at right now and we'll, we'll talk about that in the ITC section, but the, a league is a really, really good way to kind of like keep the, the momentum going to build communities, to sustain community, to play in a safe way um, within the CDC guidelines and uh, to continue to get points, all that stuff that um, a lot of that's going to be put on hiatus for the time being. A league is a really, really good way to kind of like keep the wheels turning. So yeah. if you want to learn more about a, a league play, uh, tune into the last chapter tactics and you can hear some really um detailed information on, on starting a league, maintaining a league, different ways to do it, how to do it safely, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Plus it, it keeps your hobby going. You know, you don't, you don't want that to stop. That's the thing that brings joy to your life, makes you happy, especially in uh, times like this, where uh, there's a lot of uh, just craziness going on. You're, you're scared, stuff like that. Like play a hobby, play a game. Like it's always fun. You know, you're rolling dice, you're forging narratives in your head and stuff. Like it's, it's always great. So that's a starting a league is a great way to keep it going and keep it uh, interacting with friends and family and stuff.
0: Yeah. And it gives a little break to the seriousness of things right now. So definitely listen into to that episode and of course, check out the art of war and uh 40 K stats center. Also uh, this is a really, really good time to consider getting some list coaching uh, from the, the art of war. Those guys do a great job. And they're very knowledgeable. They can help you improve your game. Even if you're not able to go to tournaments right now, if you're in a place where that's the case. <clears throat> so consider doing some list coaching. It's something you can do at home. And they do um, uh, very you know, reasonable rates. Uh, it might be a good time to look into something like that when you know, it might not be something you consider in a normal, uh, norm, normal time period. Yeah. Uh, all right. So GW has been previewing some of the new rules uh, for Psychic Awakening. They look really, really good. Um, very exciting. I think this is going to, I think this Psychi- Psychic Awakening book is going to strike a, um, a good chord with people. It's going to give a lot of Orc and Space Wolf players what they've been waiting for. Yeah. Orcs have been doing fine, but Space Wolves have been
1: not. <laughs> I need a little bit of help.
0: So we'll take a look at what GW has previewed for the Orcs so far. Like uh, one of the big ones, Gaz, obviously a, an amazing new model. Um, they've been looking at his rules. The, the big one, Prophet of Gork and Mork. He has a four involve save, and he can never take more than four wounds in a phase. That's huge.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's a, that's a rule that you've been seeing in uh, Age of Sigmar for a little while now. Yeah, um, for a it, while, it, a
0: couple years, actually.
1: Yeah, and it makes these big creatures and stuff uh, more survivable, which is nice.
0: Yeah, because Gaz, as we've seen, is going up to 12 wounds, which means he can be targeted. And, uh, you know, in 40k with how lethal it is, that's kind of the kiss of death. You wouldn't really have seen him. Yeah. Very much. And this makes it so he's far more survivable. In most, against most armies, this means you're going to get three turns out of him.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really hard to kill him, especially if you have like a a a doc, what are they called? doc (laughs) mad doc. Mad doc or uh, uh, any of those guys next to him. You can heal him up, give him some more wounds back.
0: He doesn't have the infantry keyword, so it'll be remain to be seen how much he can be affected by it. Obviously, we can't spill the beans yet. But not long to go. Um, but yeah, if, if that combo works, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, and then they previewed some of his weapons. Mork's roar is his gun, 36-inch range. Assault 12, strength 5, AP 1, 1 damage. Pretty good. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, especially with all the combo, you know, Mor'daka and all that fun stuff. And then Gork's claw is strength times 2, AP 4, 4 damage flat. That is a beat stick. Yep. If Gaz gets there, he's going to be smashing things as he always has. Yeah. Uh, and then he has the great wa friendly orc infantry units within six inches of this model can be chosen to charge even if they advance this turn. This is what you usually took him for. Yeah. Uh, in addition, add one to the attacks char- characteristic of models in friendly orc infantry units whilst their units within six inches of this model. Um, if their unit made a charge move this turn. So <clears throat> this is the big buff. And now it does. It works on all orcs, not just goffs. Yeah. So this is usually what you had got uh, uh, gas in your list to do. And, and often because of his slow speed, he was more of a counter charge unit. Um, I don't particularly see that changing. I mean, you can throw him up the table with the jump or something like that, but um, getting him into combat still going to be something you have to consider. Uh, he's, you know, much tougher now, uh, even though he can't be targeted against, you know, most armies, they're not going to be able to get to him with anything other than shooting in the beginning of the game. So you don't really have to worry about it too much. Yeah. Uh, some armies might have targeted smites and stuff like that that you have to be worried about, but it's not that common. So, pretty reliably, you can you know you can assume he's going to make it to turn three, at the least.
1: Yeah, it's going to be pretty hard to kill him. And you
0: know by turn two he should be in melee. You know you know it, every game's going to be different, yeah. but looks pretty good. Um, some of the other things that they uh, previewed there was a blood axes uh, power, clever talk, makes an enemy unit fight last in combat. That's really strong. Um, and then one of the really cool things that they showed off are the new specialist mobs. And I think this is the most exciting th- part uh, for orc players that they're going to get in psychic awakening. You can choose to make certain units have uh, a special ability. And the one that just showed off pyromaniacs, arsonists, uh, you can reroll any and all of the dice when determining the number of shots made for burn of scorches, burn of bottles, burn of, you know, flame weapons uh, with this. I'm not going <laughs> to list all.
1: list all of them. There's like 20. <laughs> I ran out of
0: gas, dude. Um, and when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon uh, with a burner uh, equipped on a model with this subculture, you can reroll the wound roll. That's so good. It's so strong. It's so um, strong. And when resolving burner bombs abilities, you can add one to each roll. It's really, really strong. Um, and there's a lot of these abilities, right? They just showed you one. Yeah. There's a lot of these abilities that make these kind of iconic orc units even better. Uh, cans, death treads, morkenots and gorkenots with the orchimatic Pistons. Add three inches to the unit's move characteristic. It's obviously really good, and you can reroll advanced rolls. Uh, some of the, the stratagems, there's a one CP stratagem. This is one's extremely good. Uh, you can use it on Lunas, lutus or Burna Boys. Um, and if there's 10 or more, you, it's two CP. Uh, you can roll one additional die and discord one with determining the number of shots for Burnas or Def Guns equipped on models in this unit. Uh, each unit can be only upgraded once per, per game for the stratagem, that's amazing.
1: That's ridiculous. Like Lutas
0: yeah. are already so good,
1: and that's uh, you use it before the battle starts, so you get that every single turn. Yeah, it's Just for the rest battle. of the game. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you have one big giant unit of Lutas that's going to be consistently getting three, two, three shots. Yep. It, it, I don't. It doesn't require any explanation. That's so good. Yeah. And then the the fun one, the one that everybody's talking about, it's because it's so orky and it's so fun, and it's actually very good. You have a one CP strategy where you could do the flying headbutt or headbutt, and you just basically you you kamikaze an orc flyer into a, your opponent, automatically explode it, and then do D3 mortal wounds to everybody within six. Or if you're a burn Obama, you do three mortal wounds. So it's so characterful, it's so fun, and it's very scary. It's very hey, effective. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you can go in and nuke some characters. Yeah. Right
0: <laughs> Boom.
1: Watch um, out gun lines. That
0: it's just fun. It's perfect for orcs, right? Like yeah. that's that's great. So um super duper fun. I think orc players gonna like it. Uh when they see all the other, you know, bits and bobs are gonna get uh orcs have already been doing well. I think you're gonna see uh, a resurgence, right? And it's funny because I was talking to Peter, the Falcon from over at 40k stats. .com, go check it out consider supporting their patreon he does so much work to make that site possible um there's it's statistically like measurable that an army that gets a psychic awakening book does way better
1: yeah except for gene circle
0: gene circle is not doing as bad as you would think They're...
1: hashtag understand come on guys <laughs>
0: actually the one of the best armies in the game right now is uh forces of the hive mind gene sealer Tyranid mix
1: yeah with the mic uh, the nid one is amazing so you combo those up and they do really well Gene yep. Sealer cult are still really good it's just their psychic awakening was a little uh
0: the yeah, chapter approved definitely. slapped him in the face yeah. so and you can still get it done there's people winning events and, and competing obviously less now because of the coronavirus scare but there's there's still people doing quite well. Yeah. With a, and the cool thing about the Cold is there's a wide variety of armies that are doing well. Yep. And Nids are big time on the resurgence. Like you've been hearing me talk about it. I've been playing Nids and having a ton of fun with them. Uh, chapter proof, psychic awakening, huge benefit to the bugs. Uh, ITC n- new missions, huge benefit to the bugs. Space Marines getting toned down, huge benefit to everybody.
1: Yeah. Except there's, Space Marines. Everybody except for Space Marines. <laughs>
0: Uh, so let's talk about the Space Wolf preview that just came out today. So the really cool one, Ragnar Blackmane getting the Primaris treatment. And the dude hit the gym. He took some juice. He is He's a monster. Go.
1: Yeah. He's got seven attacks. You better watch out.
0: Dude, six wounds, seven attacks. Are you cheesing me?
1: Nope. <laughs> That's for real. Yeah.
0: Really legit, but that's just the beginning of the of it. So Berserker Rage, uh, when models affected by Shock Assault instead of getting plus two attacks on the charge, you get plus three.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my that's gosh, really that's really really good. So you're talking ten attacks on the charge with uh, uh what's this sword called? Ice Claw, ice ice, flang, ice fang,
1: ice sword, <laughs> frost fang, I think. Mean. Frost fang, yeah, dude, he
0: is a beast man he's really really good um and then he can also get uh uh it's two damage courtesy of frostfang from yeah. the sword so i mean he is just a murder machine he always has been but now even more so and the the, the big question though with him and any character on foot as with gas is just how do you get him there yeah right that's just you know the thing that's the the, the part of this equation that's going to make him Uh, whether or not you use him or, so you know, like a Wolf Lord or something like that. Uh, But if you can get him there, he's going to do some serious work. Uh, Battle Lust is another rule that they preview when a friendly Space Wolf unit within six inches of Ragnar um, and not within three inches of an enemy unit consolidates, it can move six instead of three inches. That's huge. Super good. Extremely, extremely good. Um, They also previewed Space Wolf's Combat Doctrine, Savage Fury, while the assault doctrine, is active. Uh, is active, And if, if an unmodified hit roll of a six is made for an attack uh, without, by a model with this rule, they score two hits instead of one, or one additional hit instead of what they normally would get. Very, very good.
1: Yep, yep. You're seeing that all over the place. A lot of armies have that rule. Yeah.
0: So, and I think with normal space rings getting toned down so much because of the FAQ, thank, thank you GW for that, uh, armies like Space Wolves and Blood Angels are going to become more popular. And we're seeing that. Uh, because it's not such an auto gimme to take Iron Hands or Imperial Fists. Yeah. Now the <clears throat> the big kid on the block though is actually turning out to be uh, Raven Guard. So far, they're the most powerful army in the game statistically.
1: Yeah, they can still do a lot of their tricks. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, we also saw a couple of stratagems. Knowledge of the Foe one CP Use this stratagem in the fight phase when an enemy character is destroyed by an attack made by a space space model in your army. You receive a co- one command point and it costs zero CP. Uh, nice. Pretty cool. I
1: like that. That's yeah. the first time we're seeing that one. I think.
0: Yeah, That's I remember cool. when we were in playtesting, we were like, "Dude, like, like it was one of those cool ideas." When we saw it, we were like, "Yeah, this is really cool. Like, yeah. we should do this." And there, I think there is actually another zero CP stratagem out there. Maybe I can't, I can't think of it off the top that. of my head. Uh, Touch of the wild, a one CP strat. Use the stratagem in the fight phase, like one Space Wolves uh, character model in your army until the end of that phase when resolving an attack made by that model. An unmodified hit roll of a four plus scores one additional hit. I like it. Do that on Ragnar.
1: You have ten attacks. You don't it's have okay. to be a mathematician to see that, that that
0: ends up with five additional attacks usually. So fifteen attacks, guys. That's just insane.
1: It's a lot.
0: And I look at my poor nids and swarm lords. Like I have five attacks.
1: Yeah, like, yeah get them, big guy. Yeah. No.
0: Some of the big bugs are like I have four and I hit on fours. You're like,
1: this is, Sad. this is fun. <laughs> Sad day. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know what? Let's yeah. look at the positive, right?
0: Yeah. All right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick the spec out of somebody else's eye. Just to, I'm gonna look at the log in my own. However that saying goes. Uh, here's another one: Tale of the Wolf King Ooh. and the Lord of the Deeps. Oh. Uh, this is a Chaplain Litany. When this Litany is inspiring, select one fri- or I should say Wolf Priest, not Chaplain. A Space Wolves unit within six inches of this model. When resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in that unit against a monster of your add one to the damage characteristic. That's pretty good.
1: Pretty strong. Take that, Swarm Lord. He was uh, already feeling pretty down. That's right. What do you think comes up with the names of these? Like, Tale of the Wolf King and the Lord of the Deep. They've got a guy that they're
0: just feeding him. Like I
1: would have saved that for two different ones. Like he, These are two great names. Like
0: I guarantee you he's got... I' uh, just got a
1: million. He's, he just shoots them out. Rapid he, fire.
0: He's got a medical cannabis card <laughs> and uh, takes go. advantage of that <laughs> and just sits there and comes up with these badass names. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, plus one damage on a melee focused faction, um, you know, in combat, it's getting extra attacks. It's just, obviously it's very good. Yeah. Very good. Helps you deal with knights and vehicles and obviously all that stuff. Um, Here is another uh, preview that we got, Worm Splitter. Mm. Uh, This relic uh, replaces a power axe. It's plus one strength, AP two, two damage. When resolving an attack made with this weapon against a monster or a vehicle, this weapon has a damage characteristic of four. That's pretty good. (laughs) Gemini Christmas. That's really good. That's just, that's a really well-rounded weapon because again, two damage against infantry is usually all you need. Yeah. And then uh, against a vehicle or monster, four is just beastly. I mean, that is, that's gnarly.
1: You would even say like wolfly, you know?
0: Well then, yeah, nicely done. Nicely done. And then uh, obviously with that, you know, inspiring that, uh, litany, you're going to be doing 5 damage. Yep. Which is ridiculous. I like it. That's insane, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. Two wounds to kill many vehicles. You're like, that's fun. <laughs> uh, and then we have another another one, the Talisman of the Storms for Rune Priest only. After resolving the first psychic power for the bear in your psychic phase, roll 1d6 for each enemy unit within 12 inches of the bear. On a 4-up, that enemy unit suffers one mortal wound. Tease
1: pretty good that's all right that's pretty good
0: roll 1d6 for each enemy unit with it you do yeah. one mortal maybe a mortal wound every Regusted unit you just
1: did smite you did d3 plus you're doing one potential to everybody else that's within that's okay inches. i don't know we'll see it's pretty good right. mortarian's pulse is really good
0: that's yeah fair enough but yeah i guess uh, you make a good point
1: yeah get here.
0: i give it a, i give it a meh So that's uh, some really cool rules we're previewing from Psychic Awakening for both Space Wolves and Orcs. Space Wolves have been one of the lowest performing uh, armies in the game, unfortunately, so hopefully this gives them uh, what they needed to get back in there.
1: Yeah, we'll see. They've got some cool stuff in there. Ragnar looks promising, so that's good.
0: Yeah, it's still just a question of, you know, how do you get him into combat?
1: Well, I think it's more for his buffs, like, honestly. Yeah, no kidding.
0: All right, ITC news. Of course, if you like the ITC, you like what it's about, you think it's improved your hobby, consider supporting it financially. It's very expensive to run an international tournament circuit. And all of your support oh. super duper helps. We very, very much appreciate it. You can support it for as little as a dollar a month. And all of the money goes back into the ITC. Thank you for your support. And if you're considering doing it, thank you for that as well. Yep. And if you don't,
1: Thank you for too big red or no I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) too big red. (laughs) Um,
0: so, you know, to, to address the current, uh, rise of Papa Nurgle in the world. Um, the, the coronavirus is turning out to be a very serious concern. I like many people was kind of skeptical as to how much, how big of a deal it was actually going to be or, or that it was. And then there was so much information out there, a lot of confusion, and, you know, it's like eh, we go through the flu season every year and it kills a ton, a ton of people every year. So it's kind of like, you know, why are people freaking out so much? You know, we, we're used to this, you know, just in, in 2018, the flu season killed over 60,000 Americans. And you didn't really didn't even hear about it that much on the news. And that's a lot. And globally, it, it it's hyper deadly. Um, so, you know, my mentality was kind of like, a, let's wait and see and not panic. Let's not freak out. And I still have that mentality, but I think we're seeing, especially in the last couple of days, how serious this really is. And it's something that is not to be taken lightly at all. Um, a lot of people are still kind of of the mentality of like, um, you know, this is going to blow over really soon and maybe it will hopefully, uh, but it's not looking that way. So if you're uh, an event organizer, um, you, you, you definitely do need to take this very seriously and, uh, The ITC obviously doesn't have any ability to make anybody do anything, but as we've been telling people, um, the ITC's stance on this for what it's worth is if you are an event organizer, you should definitely, definitely, definitely pay attention to what your local ordinances, whatever country and state you're in and listen to the experts, right? If they're telling you that you shouldn't run your event, you shouldn't run your event. Um, if they're telling you you, you have to not run your event, well then obviously
1: that's (laughs) you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice.
0: Right? Um if you're in an area where they're the experts are saying it's cool, don't worry about it, then you know, follow your conscience. Uh you're probably fine, right? If the experts are telling you that. If you're in a country where the the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, whatever you want to call it, Papa Nurgle's gift isn't such a big deal yet, well then, you know, count yourself lucky and, and be mindful, be intelligent about it, but don't Probably don't need to freak out.
1: Yeah, and for sure, and, and take the right precautions, like Reese was saying. Just uh, go on the CDC, see what they're recommending. You know, if you need to move your tables farther apart, try to accommodate that, and um, make hand sanitizer available for your participants, and
0: or tell um, them to bring it. Yeah, exactly. You
1: know? Like um, so. But yeah, I mean at the end of the day you got to do what's best for you and also for your attendees um, and also just listen to the local uh, authorities and everything um, on this topic because they're they're the ones that know best so
0: yeah and it's 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 quickly becoming apparent like how serious this really is I mean we live in uh, we don't live in Las Vegas but uh, the governor of Nevada just issued basically said Las Vegas is getting shut down for thirty days yeah um, non-essential stuff like the casinos and all that. And they, like, it's it's so crummy for people that work in the service industry and the hospitality industry. They're getting, it's really rough for them. Um, And we're, you know, our heart goes out to people who are getting financially hurt by this, which is a lot of people. Yeah. Um, We hope, you know, wish you the best. Hopefully um, there are measures taken to mitigate this quickly so that people aren't in financial distress on top of being stressed out about getting sick. Yeah. Um, but you know, we won't go too far into that cause that's not what you come to frontline gaming for, no. but yeah, I mean 30 days and it, it makes sense though. Cause Vegas is a place where there's so many people coming in and out and they're interacting with each other. Like I, I do get it. Um, and hopefully, you know, the, 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 so many of our neighbors work in the casinos. That's what the, the biggest employers here, yeah. you know, our, our hearts go out to you and we hope that, um, uh, there's a way to mitigate the, the financial impact quickly. For sure. I I can't imagine if I was like a bartender or a waiter. Dude.
1: I mean. How are you
0: supposed to pay your rent?
1: I mean, most small businesses. It's just going to be, uh, it's very scary for anybody. Um... This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges. So you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash instantinkspotify. For really anybody. Uh, and also if on the uh, whole tournament thing, if you're, if you're a participant and you're worried about uh, getting sick or you have loved ones that are close by and stuff and you're worried about get them getting sick... Um, you, you got to do what's best for you. And it also benefits you to read the uh, CDC um, announcements and also your local authorities and stuff and decide what's best for you when it comes to uh, tournaments or, or any kind of gathering really and truly. Um,
0: yeah, think um, about not just yourself, but your community. Exactly. Right? Like if your neighbor, like you might be a healthy young person that's not super duper worried about it, but maybe you're in regular contact with some elderly people, uh, some people who are immunocompromised. So be mindful of that. And, you know, follow your conscience. If, if you're considering going to an event and you're, you're, you're worried about your family, yourself, your neighbors, it's probably the wise decision just to not go for the time being. Right. Um, but if you're in a place where this is not, you, you don't have any cases, And the local authorities are saying, no, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Don't, you know, don't freak out. Don't let us ruin your day. Yeah. You know, stay calm, um, but just be mindful and be aware of of the circumstances. So uh, we're telling people, you know, with what limited influence we actually have, we're telling people to, you know, obviously follow what you're being told to do by the experts. Um,
1: And also just help each other out, you know, show support for your community, show support for... Uh, your friends, your neighbors, your local TOs, like, um, just, I mean, we're all in it together, right? Like we're, we're all a part of the same group, same culture, all that. So let's help everybody out. So,
0: yeah. And for people who were of the mind or of the mindset that I was just even a, a week ago that this is, you know, perhaps being made a bigger deal out of than it needs to be, uh, be, be patient. Don't tell them they're an idiot. No, don't, you know, like no one ever has their, their, no one has ever has a change of heart or a change of mind by being insulted. Mm-hmm. So be patient, You know, try to, to help educate people. Um, and remember, like Frankie said, we're all on the same team. And now is the time to be selfless, yep. to, to help each other. If you're sitting on a mountain of toilet paper and cackling to yourself, <laughs> you know what? Maybe share some with somebody that doesn't have any, right? Like if you've got a neighbor that's elderly, Maybe offer to go get their groceries for them so that they don't have to go and be exposed um, to this. Right, like this is the time to be a good person. Yep. Because when this is all over with and you look back on it, you want to go like I did the right thing and Mm -hmm. I was a good member of my community. Not I was a a scared and hoarding and you know Mm -hmm. felt threatened by everybody. That's I don't think the appropriate response right now.
1: No, just spread love and support for people like th- it's gonna hit everybody in different ways and at different times so just show support
0: and it is going to pass yep. so stay calm
1: be positive or it won't just complete just if papa nurgle, papa nurgle forever if papa nurgle wins he's gonna spread his garden all over <laughs> dude it's a win either way because
0: the papa nurgle's garden it's is a cool so place dude
1: yeah, it. it's, it's kind pretty. of a, like a beast of nurgle
0: he's play fetch with yeah. You know, maybe your right. own arm falls off. You can but yes, throw it no, in
1: all seriousness, we, we really do hope this passes quickly. Um, we show support to everybody that's affected by it, and uh, we love all of you.
0: Yeah, stay safe, stay healthy, be intelligent. Um, and then for people who are like, oh, you guys should shut down the ITC. That If this if the ITC was existing only in one place, that would be the appropriate response if we were in a place that was uh, at risk. Like, we would do it without a moment's hesitation, right? Like, hey, let's all be responsible and stop and you know, wait till this blows over. However, the ITC is a global community. There's events going on literally all around the world on almost every continent. So it doesn't make sense to, to take punitive action to punish somebody who's been working for a year or more on their event. Their attendees have been working for a year or more to get ready, painting their army. And they're in a place where this is not an issue. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to, to punish them. No. It's not fair, right? And uh, different communities are going to be going through this at different stages, like it appears Asia is already on the, um, kind of the outswing of it, I guess. I don't know if that's the right way to put it.
1: Yeah. I don't know either.
0: So to say like, they can't participate at the same rate as people who are just now going through it or, you know, that doesn't make sense, right? That's not a logical or fair thing to do. Um, so if you're a TO, do the right thing, follow what the experts are telling you to do. Yes. And if you're an attendee, be responsible for yourself do the right thing for you, your family, your community. Um, and that, that's all we can do.
1: Yeah. Take the correct steps. And, uh, like I said, just show support. If an event gets canceled, show support for that event. uh, um, Be be empathetic to
0: the event organizers that are in many cases taking a massive financial blow by canceling their event. Like a lot of people don't understand it's not such a simple thing to just cancel an event. There's contracts in place. Um, I've been, I've been talking with. I've been spending a lot of my time every day helping TOS around the world to, to as best I can, to navigate how difficult this is. A lot of them are losing thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So be empathetic to them. Try to show them support, and try to be understanding that it's not as simple as calling up a venue and saying, "Hey, I just can't do this anymore." For a big event, it can be hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars in penalties if you cancel. And I, that is not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that from having negotiated many of these contracts myself, it's, it can be financially devastating. Um, in yeah. situations like this, often there's ways to get around that because they're being mandated to, yeah. but in it, some of our fellow TOs in other countries are just getting smashed because the laws don't actually support that.
1: Yeah.
0: I was talking to people in the Netherlands, um, and uh and, and i believe germany as well where it's it, it's brutal like a lot of artists in those places are just getting creamed financially right now so not not to dwell on it too long but be, try to be empathetic to people that are in a position where they're making a decision that's going to be very damaging to themselves
1: yeah but uh, i mean our main point from this whole uh, spiel is just stay safe and uh mind the professionals that's that's yeah really listen say, to the so. experts
0: and, and yeah. stay healthy right yep. so anyway we don't want to dwell on that too much and everybody's getting overwhelmed with oh, yeah with I mean, this.
1: you open up any social media and it's just everywhere so. yeah i'm just
0: trying to be super positive and like you know
1: yeah we just wanted to show you guys like where we're at and we want you all to be safe and we love all of you and it's at the end of the day, it's our hobby, so don't put yourself at risk for your hobby, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> so. totally. And like we were saying, it's a great time to form a league, right? Like yeah, That's definitely. W- within the CDC guidelines. You can keep having fun, keep building yeah. community.
1: There's a ton of people that are playing. Uh, what's What's the one that's online? What is it? The
0: Tabletop Simulator. Yeah. I was actually, that's I was like, cool. oh, oh yeah. and people were asking like, oh, can we run a tournament on a Tabletop Simulator? I was like, nah, it doesn't make sense. Like, they, I that's think it, it'd be yeah. too easy to, 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 to make up a fake event and like that would cause even more...
1: To be honest, I've Earth never feelings. actually used it, so I don't, I've played <laughs> I don't Va- know how it works.
0: i tried Vassal years and years and years ago. Yeah. I, it's not for me. Um, but what I was thinking, like if you want to go play it, I mean, by all means, please do. We're not going to yeah. run like sanctioned tournaments on, you know, tabletop simulator. It, you might as well just play a video game at that point. Right? That's not really what this is about. Yeah. And, and you know there would be a couple... Dill weeds that would fake an event, right? And like it would cause all kinds of upset feelings, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but what I was thinking would be really fun right now in a positive way to, to do this. We should all download Don, uh, Dawn of War. Play some old Play some Dawn, Dawn of War. War, dude. We could even have Dawn of War tournaments and stuff. That'd be, fun. That'd be a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Like I love Dawn of War. It's still on my, my Steam account. Um, I was thinking about downloading it. And I think while a lot of people are stuck inside, either because they choose to or because they're being told to, um, that'd be super duper fun. Yeah. Right? Like if we all played some Dawn of War, like I love that game, dude. Yeah. Um, trying to come up with some positive, fun things you can do. For sure. Right now. <laughs> so anyway, so if we go on and on, we're trying, you know, stay safe, be smart, take this seriously because it is serious. I think we're all seeing now just yeah. how serious this really is. All right, so uh, there's a bunch of <laughs> events that are supposedly coming up this weekend. Um,
1: and if you are scheduled to go to an event, make sure to contact the event organizer and make sure that it is still going on before you travel or whatever, because um, a lot of these events are being forced to shut down or are choosing to shut down. Yeah,
0: so. and, and, and and again, check to see, is, is this an intelligent decision for me to go yep. to this event? Because if you're in a place that's at risk, you should probably choose not to. Yeah. Um, and if you're, if you're not, don't let it ruin your day. Don't Uber stress out about it. Yeah. Um, and then one last point on that too, just to, cause I, it just came to me. Um,
1: like an epiphany.
0: Be like, try, like not only try to be really empathetic to tournament organizers that are behind the eight ball right now, really strongly consider maybe not asking for a refund. I mean, if you need the money, you got to do what you got to do, but try to be understanding these guys and gals might be taking a bath right now. Yeah. So or, maybe work with them. Maybe go like, hey, maybe can I apply this to next year's event or whatever. Maybe, you know, or, like try, try to be understanding.
1: Yeah. Or ask for the refund later or just like be work with them. Like, we said. Yeah. like that's, that'd be the best uh, case here.
0: If you're in a position financially where it's not going to hurt you, maybe consider it a donation to the community, to the cause. Cause right. you know, some of these poor individuals are getting Definitely. beat up right now. All right, let's take a look at the rankings. So, of course, the rankings aren't going to be moving a ton right now. That's understandable. But we're going to keep up the tradition. Uh, Vic Vijay is still in first place. He's been having a a tremendous season so far, followed by Mike Porter, Phil Barfoot in third, Ken Knox in fourth, and Devin Swan in fifth. It's been a British invasion so far this season. (laughs) They've been kicking everyone's butts. We'll see if that continues throughout the rest of the season. All right, 40K ITC Hobby Track Top 5, Jeffrey Merrick in first, Burt Applebaum in second, James Weston in third, John Lennon in fourth, Charles Arnett in fifth. Killing it. Uh, Aja Sigmar, current top five, Matt Beasley in first, Hannah Easton in second, Jarrett Zasweta in third, Matthew Jones in fourth, Robert Priscilla in fifth. Well done to them. Approach ya. Excuse me.
1: Jeez, good, right?
0: Uh, Age of Sigmar, ITC Hobby Track, current top five, Matthew Abbott in first, Dan Sanchez in second, Brian Blickle in third, tied with Robert Snyder, also in third, uh, fifth, Ryan Burwell. Current, uh, Warner Underworlds top five, Ivan Cho in first, Glenn Dean in second, Jonathan Colson in third, Chris Avalos in fourth, and Scott uh, Dryson in fifth. And just to let you all know, I uh, just talked to the TO, the Underworlds TO, that did commit to having an event at the SoCal Open. Exciting stuff, so we'll get that ready to go as soon as we can. Nice. Uh, Kill Team, current ITC, top five, Janice Gilhelm moves the first. Well done. Followed by Shane Watts in second, Chris Harris in third, Manuel Melgiz- Gilzo M- M- Gizo in fourth, sorry, I mispronounced that, John Sow in fifth. Nicely done. All right, tactics corner. So Frankie and I are finally able to play again. It's been quite a while with the getting ready for the, the move, the move itself, the LVO, recovering from the LVO. We just haven't been able to play that much, but uh, we joined the local Vegas League. It's a ton of fun, and uh, we started playing some games. Frankie, you just played the new sisters. Why don't you um, – do you want to share some Yeah,
1: they've got, a, they've got a lot of cool tricks, those miracle dice. Uh, the miracle dice are actually what won in the game. Um, he beat you by only one, one point. One point, yeah. I had a smite that I got off on a five, and he had a miracle dice for a six. Uh, Otherwise, I would have. It was a three-point swing, so I would have. Wait, wait, wait!
0: What happened? Explain this.
1: So I rolled a psychic check for Smite, and I rolled a five. And then sisters have a special rule where they can uh, uh, nullify psychic power on a D six.
0: Oh, and they need to roll a six. Yeah.
1: So, so he uh, just used a miracle dice,
0: which was a six,
1: and just made it a six, uh, which denied me three points. Um, I had another chance on the last turn to uh, try to snipe a character, but he used another miracle dice for a four up invo save. So that was fun. Uh, <laughs> I was like, dang it. Come on. Uh, but no, they, uh, they have a lot of cool tricks. They're, um, they're definitely a horde army. So you're going to see a lot of models on the table. Lots um, of vehicles
0: too. Typically
1: they usually have exorcists. The exorcist is really good. Now. Um, they get three D three shots opposed to the D six that they used to. So you get more of an average. Um, and they just, they have a lot of cool, uh, units, um, the Seraphim dropping down are a nice little backfield unit. Seraphim uh, would be really good, too. Uh, the Repentia hit super hard in close combat. Um, some of the characters, like he had a character that had like seven or eight attacks. Close combat, all damage, too. AP, too. Like They have some nasty tricks. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, don't take them lightly. Uh, they're really, really good. I like them. They're cool. And yeah. the models are beautiful, so...
0: And you have a Sister's Army, too.
1: I do. Unfortunately, it's the old models. The new models is so much better. But uh, eh, the paint job on my army is really good. It so is. It's uh, phenomenal. I, I wouldn't trade it. Painted by the um,
0: FLGPaintStudio.com.
1: Yeah, but Sisters are really, really strong. So.
0: And you've been playing Gene Sealer Colt in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm playing my Gene Sealer Colt. I uh, added in the Flamer Bomb into the um, army. I had done that uh, after my games against Space Marines, uh, But this was the first game that I actually played with them in my list. Um, and man, they hit really hard. <laughs> yeah. It's a good unit. <laughs> yeah. Your opponent was
0: like, that flamer bomb is no joke. I was like, yeah. no, it's not, man. It's so strong.
1: Yeah. They're pretty good.
0: Yeah. Jean Steel Cold have been making a resurgence. Um,
1: yeah. They're, they're still really strong. Uh, they struggle over the Space Marines with the anti deep strike um, to where they push you out like 12 inches, or yeah. I think the character could do 15. Um, so it, it makes it more difficult for them, but. Um, I think they
0: took away that combo. I can't remember though. Maybe
1: I can't remember, but uh, yeah. Now the, the Gensoi Cold are still extremely, extremely good. So
0: yeah, they're uh, definitely got the pants pulled down a little bit, which is a bummer. But they're still winning games. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Nids. I got my first game in against Pablo. He did beat me, which he'll never stop talking about forever. For
1: <laughs> the rest of his life.
0: Um, he was playing Raven Guard, super duper nasty Raven Guard list, and. Uh, I haven't seen the new stats. And of course we're going to get less data as less events are being played um, during the, uh, the, this current situation. But as of the last time I checked, they had like a 60% win ratio. They were batting uh, they're top dog right now. Raven guard are really good. And Pablo had said for this season, he was like, he, he took the gloves off. He's like, I just want to win. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. So he's taking what he believes is the best army in the game, but There's nothing wrong. I'm not mocking him in the slightest. No. That's totally fine. Uh, so I, I brought the nids out. I, I I tell you what, dude, I got some ring rust. I need to get a lot of games in in preparation for the ETC or WTC. Um, otherwise, I'm going to embarrass America. <laughs> but um, it, it was good to get some practice. I made some mistakes, but man, uh, nids are really good. Like, I I feel like I would have for, sh- for sure won the game. I, I don't want to say for sure, but I, 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 think I, I think I would have won the game. But Pablo went ludicrous on his dice um opening shots to kill an aggressor unit my exocrine with all the buffs exploding you know extra shots and all this crazy exocrines are amazing now ps especially in a marine meta Um, doing you know three damage a shot killing an aggressor every time 12 shots i was like oh yeah they're going to annihilate the unit only killed three i was like okay that was bad (laughs) and then i shot his centurion's And uh, with multi-damage attacks, and he made 21 out of uh, 23 four-up saves.
1: It's not bad. And I only
0: killed three of them, right? (laughs) I was like, Uh -uh. what? And the only reason I even killed three is because the Xoenthropes did a bunch of mortal wounds on him. Yeah. I was like, what just happened? That was insane. (laughs) Because I should have killed, I I, I don't think I would have killed the Centurions, but I I definitely would have killed the Aggressors. And I I wrapped up the Centurions anyway with Gaunt, so I, I wasn't worried about it. But I was just like, okay. And then the next turn, the three aggressors made a 12-inch charge into my warriors. <laughs> 18 power fist attacks, hit with 18, wounded with 18. I only made two feel-no-pain saves, wiped out the whole nine-man unit. Not I was bad. like,
1: oh, <laughs> <It's not bad. laughs> what
0: just happened? Because <laughs> the, the warriors now are amazing. Um, yeah. And I, I wiped out a 10-man intercessor unit like without even blinking. Like it, like With ease, they went right through them. Yeah. Big mistake I made. I could have actually gone into another unit and fought again. I didn't do it. I was, it was foolish on me. But then in the uh, we, we go into turn two, and then the Raven Guard hit their good doctrine, the tactical doctrine. Oh, dude, he had 30 uh, scout snipers and nine eliminators. I was like, tears were coming down my face, dude. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? Make the bad man stop.
1: Yeah, they shoot a lot. It was bad, Dudes. dude.
0: Yeah. Anyway, not to go play by play on it, not that anybody cares, but... Uh, Really good game Pablo for how like much I blundered on turn one with my dice and his dice. Um, and then in his turn two being utterly devastating. Uh, he only beat me by three points and I still think I could have pulled it out, but stupid death leaper failed an eight inch charge with a reroll roll um, I mean. Cause all Pablo had was a little five man unit of scouts on his back objective. Nothing else was back there. I was like, go oh, death leaper can go in there. Pro- probably going to win this fight. Hold that objective. and win the game. Failed it, and then the scouts just pimp slapped him. I was like, God darn it, <laughs> this is just not yeah. not going my way. But if you're a Nid player out there, a big unit of nine warriors with bone swords and um, death spitters, extremely good with Kronos. Um, if you want to put the uh, the power on them, where you get exploding sixes with a prime, they are get fives and sixes generate an extra uh, trigger the the, the bonus. Um, they're hitting on twos in combat. With some of the stratagems, you can give them uh, up to AP3 with their Bone Swords. They're really, really good against Marines. They shoot well. Um, I give them the the bonus where they ignore AP1 and 2. Throw a few more paint on them. It's really a solid unit. Um, I've been having a ton of fun with it. And then the Zoanthropes, man.
1: The Zoanthropes are MVPs. They are MVPs. Mortal wounds are so good. They are so good.
0: Yeah. Um, so we'll, I'm going to be playing Frankie tonight. We'll let, we'll let you know how that goes next week. Uh, but yeah, anyway, long story short, been having a lot of fun with NIDS. They're very good at the new mission. The the um, ITC missions really helped them a lot. Uh, I think that uh, you're going to be seeing more and more NIDS hitting the tables.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, so we've got some awesome commissions we've completed recently. If you're listening, uh, you might want to head on over to check it out, at flgpaintstudio.com. This Size of the Emperor Space Marine commission is so dope. Yeah. It is so dope. Really, really good. And then we painted an amazing Archeon, uh, some stunning Eldar vehicles too really some great stuff go check it out consider us for your next commission and this is actually a really good time to get a commission because a lot of our painters are in lockdown yeah so they're going to be ultra productive right this is a really really good time to consider getting a commission because uh, the artists are being forced to paint
1: (laughs) for sure and if you're a painter uh, reach out to painting at frontlinegaming.org and uh show us your work we're we're always looking for new painters and uh, now would be a good time, especially if you're, like if, you're you said, if you're on lockdown. So if you're financially
0: hurting, this might be a really good time to pick up a side hustle. Yep. And, uh, if you're, you know, we're always taking new artists, we're always taking new work. So,
1: yep.
0: uh, reach out. Maybe we can help each other out, put some extra money in your pocket, help you not lose your mind of boredom.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, relieve some of the workload for us. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening to episode 676 of signals from the frontline. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, definitely consider grabbing some event tickets. If you're not overly concerned for, you know, like SoCal opens way out in October, all data indicates that that should be no problem. Hopefully, uh, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to wait, that's understandable. Um, we would sure appreciate it because, uh, yeah.
1: Or grab some of that, uh, sweet itc terrain and build uh, it so you can build it and paint it and have a nice table at your house yeah
0: and then uh, also keep an eye out next this coming saturday you can get your hands on the new psychic awakening the new gas new ragnar all that awesome stuff okay thanks so much for listening stay healthy everybody so we can continue to game into the future and we will talk to you all next week